Hello everyone, welcome to She Has Wings. This is episode number 13. You're with Andrea Charlotte Bentley today, your host, and thank you so much for joining me. I am a single mama of five amazing children. We live in the Lake District, it's very beautiful here. And obviously we've had this whole situation with the pandemic the last year. And on this podcast, I like to try and inspire and encourage and share a bit of my heart and what we've been going through and the lessons that we've learnt. So I hope and pray that by me sharing, it does encourage you to just carry on. I know that we're in the last week before we get that little bit of normality next week with the children going back to school. I would encourage you all to be extra kind to yourselves because in that last little bit, we can often feel like overwhelmed and like we want to give up we've only got this last little bit to go now before we do get that sense of normality and gradually things will shift but hasn't the weather been gorgeous as well and I think that's made such a difference this spring weather seeing the snowdrops and the daffodils it really is bringing that sense of hope and freshness and newness as well like something new is beginning to happen now Um, I often go out for my walks and I absolutely love where I live as well. But just the beauty around and just taking that all in has just really, really helped me. So I hope that you've been doing that too and been enjoying the sunny weather. The quote that I want to share um, is, and it's it's reminding me as well, the reason I want to share this one is because of the walks I've been taking and where I live, I live near a lot of gorgeous views where the mountains and the hills are and um, I wanted to take some really good pictures actually but it didn't happen but I want to share this quote because I want you to think about this it's the best view comes after the hardest climb now we talked last week about you're going to have to put a bit of grit into things if you want to get the end result and this is the perfect quote for that so It is going to be a bit of a struggle. You might feel like giving up on the way, but once you get to the top and look at that view, it's so worth it. And it's true of anything in life. If you're going for this goal and it feels really, really hard at the moment, which I think it does for most of us, you've just got to keep going. You've just got to keep pressing on. Yes, pause for breaks. Breaks are essential. You know, there's no one that can just run on auto speed all the time you need to pause you need to take rest gather yourself and then continue nothing wrong with that hikers do it all the time obviously and it's the same in life take your breaks replenish yourself carry on once you get to that place where you can you've achieved your goal that feeling is going to be amazing so you've got to keep thinking about that and keeping that mindset Right, so today we are talking about online dating. I do feel like this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but someone did ask, a listener asked me to talk about this, so I'm going to do it. Also, as I was thinking about it and preparing for it, I do feel like it's really, really relevant in the situation that we're in. Obviously, if you're single, you're in a completely different place to if you're not. (laughs) And I want to try and encourage people. Now, I am not claiming to be a dating guru at all um I have obviously been doing online dating as well um so I do have my own experiences so I do know what it's like 
Um, I've also been talking to some other people, getting other people's experiences as well. And I just hope that this does, again, encourage people to try something different and think about things and reflect about things. That's my prayer anyway. So the first thing I want to talk about with dating is staying safe. Knowing what you will accept and what you won't, I think is very key and very essential. And I think it's something that you need time to reflect on. Again, you can write these things down. You can think about what you're actually looking for in somebody and you can write down the qualities, like what's important to you. Because that's obviously going to be individual for every person. Um, And it's obviously according to what you're like as a person. Now, before you start thinking about getting into a relationship, I really feel that being single can be such a gift as well. Because you're really getting, you're getting a lot of time for yourself And you can experience healing through past things that have happened. And you can really, really lay on very thick the self-love, which I think is essential. Because if you're in that place where you know who you are, you know what you want, then I think that's a real game changer. And I think then it's going to be like, as you speak to people, etc., you're going to be so confident in who you are. You're not going to take anything that you know that you're not worth. I think it's so essential to know your worth. So... Being single is a gift. It can be for a season. This is something that I've been praying about as well. I'm like, God, what? when's the right time? And I think, again, it's trusting and it's waiting. But in that time of waiting, you can learn so much by being on your own. So I would say, you know, make the most of that. Journal about how you feel about it. Get to know yourself. What Again, I know I say this most episodes, but what are your passions? What do you enjoy doing just as you? I know for myself, I was in a relationship for a very long time and then it becomes very intertwined. As I've got to know myself, I've discovered all these different passions and things that I enjoy just for me. And I am loving it. So I think that's really, really important to get to know yourself, self-love and healing from things that you've gone through in the past as well. Also, when I'm saying about staying safe, um, I have been speaking to a dating coach as well. And she's been saying, and I would recommend this as well, paid sites are better than the free ones. You just tend to get people that are kind of really intending to be in a relationship rather than anything else. So when you're signing up for something, definitely go more for the paid sites. Um, That's what I've been recommended. And definitely I would back that up as that would be the best option. There is someone on Facebook as well, and he's also got some books. I have been in contact with him, not heard back yet. Um, He has absolutely sound advice for singles. Um, And I really, really follow his advice. I think he's a very wise man. Um, So he has YouTube videos. He also has some books out. I've not actually read the books. I do watch some of the YouTube videos. So for people that have been in dysfunctional relationships or toxic relationships, obviously you want a fresh start and you want to get some sound advice so you're not going into the dating field with all this past baggage that you're carrying. Um, And he really, really breaks it down and explains it so well. He's called Stephen Speaks. So if you look up that on YouTube, he really does have some amazing advice 
and I would totally recommend him. The other thing that I would recommend if you've just come out of something toxic and yeah, you want that fresh start is Boundaries in Dating as well by Dr. Townsend. Um, He's a Christian psychologist. It's very, very interesting. Um, And I think that he has, again, a lot of sound advice for someone who needs that guidance going back into the dating field. I've read the book myself. I found it very, very helpful and I would 100% recommend it to anyone, male or female. But obviously my um, audience here is female, so I would really recommend Boundaries in Dating. I've also had a listener um, give me a story of hope and I want to share it with you. And it really touched my heart as I read it. And I just hope that it does give other people encouragement as well who's going through this whole online dating thing. Because I didn't really get a lot of negative feedback, actually. Well, no, actually, I did. (laughs) Um, I did speak to one friend and he just said, I just feel so fed up with it all because it's so hard to find someone real. And that's totally understandable. I think you can feel discouraged. Um, I think as you get to know people you can reveal more and more but I think you need to be careful and guard in your heart as well in the beginning Um, but yeah it can be discouraging because not everyone's intentions are honourable but I think it's just a case of waiting and trusting and praying about it so I just want to share this story from my friend she's called Debbie it starts off with I'm sat here now as a 50 something who is content and secure with an amazing husband and a gorgeous daughter. But it wasn't always like that. I can't say I had a bad childhood. It was okay. There was often tensions between mum and dad, but I was too young to understand. I loved my mum and I knew that to be a mum was my goal. Our world fell apart in the middle of my GCEs when my dad left home for someone 18 years his junior. At 15, the world was either good or bad. I'd made a decision to follow Jesus at the age of five and it was very clear to me that this is not what a Christian should do. I wrote to my dad telling him that having an affair was wrong and he needed to ask God to forgive him for all the hurt he was causing. He replied with the words, be careful you're turning into your mother, you'll end up fat and frigid and will never keep a fella. There's that old saying that names will never hurt me, well that's a lie, be careful what you say even in anger. What is a throwaway comment to you, quickly forgotten, can be an ever-twisting knife in the person who receives it. My dad was no longer around, but I still spent years trying to prove him wrong. The thing is, I still had the Lord. My earthly and heavenly fathers had two two sets of standards and I was trying to comply with both. Dates were usually rare and barely went past one. I wanted to be seen as attractive. I wanted to show I could have a man. After all, I still longed to be a wife and mother. But there was always an essential link missing. They weren't Christians and that meant ultimately we couldn't have a real bond. Someone once said to me, when you have a faith, it's like having a third person in the relationship. Jesus is either the one pulling you together or he's the one holding you apart. And that was so true for me. I still longed, and I mean longed for a soulmate. The desire never went away. It consumed most of my thoughts and dreams. And by my late 20s, I began to feel left on the shelf, as they call it. I met a guy at work that I really hit it off with. Now, he wasn't a Christian, but he said he would come to church with me, which was close enough in my book. 
Time moved on weeks to months, months to years, and there was still no sign of commitment to me or to God. I had a deep-seated niggle that I should let this go, but the words frigid and never keep a fella just echoed in my mind. I became needy and clingy, and I would do anything to make this work, including letting go of my self-respect and Christian principles. Things didn't get any better, and after seven years plus, I knew that they never would. I'd had a vain hope that he would come to the Lord, but all my dreams and, and all my dreams would be fulfilled. Instead, I picked someone exactly who was like my dad, who was fulfilling my dad's curse on my life. These, this sounds so pathetic now, and I'm sure there were people who thought I was being. But when you're living it and you know nothing else, it's different. I would beg God to make it right. I'd cry each night, asking for God to open his eyes and bring him through so that I could have a husband with the essential link. In the end, I asked God to do the breaking, as I knew I couldn't carry on, but I also knew that I wasn't strong enough to end it. It ended abruptly and painfully, and there was no going back. I hurt for a long time, and I questioned why a lot. Eventually, I came to the decision that I needed to do what God wanted for me. If his plan was for me to be single, though I didn't like that idea at all, I'd cope with it. This sounds a bit flippant, but believe me, it didn't come easy. I would say it in my head over and over, but it took years for me to actually truly want God's will in my heart. By now, my mum, sister and I had moved across the country to County Durham in a little rural village. I was attending the local Methodist church. It was fine with no chance of meeting anyone over eight or under the age of 60. And at 38, that didn't appeal. But then again, I decided God wanted me to be single, so it really didn't matter. One day, whilst looking up resources for the small Sunday school class, I put in my query in the search box, and one of the options was a Christian dating site. It had nothing to do with what I'd searched for, but it did get me thinking. I'd heard of people in the past meeting people through such sites, but to be honest, I'd always turn my nose up at them. You'd have to be desperate to do that, don't you? I had a look just to see what kind of people went on these things. I was comforted to see that there were chat rooms for love, but also for friendship and connections with people, like myself, who were isolated from Christian fellowship. I took the plunge to join. I didn't give my real name as I wanted to stay a little safe at least. I put up my profile outlining my story as a person and in God. This brought several responses. Some I weeded out straight away, as they weren't really for me. A couple started to email me, which I found flattering. One did get a bit too much, and he started emailing every day, wanting more and more personal information. And if I didn't reply within a couple of hours, he got stroppy. As I'd kept who I really was private, I wasn't, re I wasn't really worried, just a bit put out. Then I received an email from Jason. It was a long, full personal history, and I knew I had to get to know him. Amazingly, the day the email from Jason arrived, the other emails just stopped coming. We corresponded for a week or two, and he gave me his phone number, and that was it. We would talk for hours each night. Jason lived in a tight Christian community. Some would say it was a cult, so he had to take the dog for long walks to speak to me, and we became such close friends. 
Growing up, my dad had always called my older sister his princess, but I was his fatty duchess. The crunch came one night when Jason answered the phone with, So how's my princess then? I was going to marry this guy. By the time we actually met in person three months later, the bond was so strong, it felt as if the last 20 years of wilderness in our lives were swept away and restored by the last three months. Things didn't run smoothly at first when it came down to leaving the community that Jason lived in. We had an awful two weeks of silence as he didn't want to leave and I knew I couldn't live there. Once again, I had to decide if I wanted what I wanted or what God wanted. Eventually, I decided I would go wherever God wanted me to go, even if that meant living there. And when I rang Jason to tell him he said God had told him to leave, phew, that was over 17 years ago. Our friendship grew to love and that gets deeper by the day. Corny, I know, but nevertheless, it's true. There have been a few heartaches along the way, but never another silence. I never wanted another one of those. God knew the aches of my heart, the desire to be loved, needed, respected, and yes, desired. When I was truly ready to let him have control of fulfilling that ache, he did just that. However, as is usual with God, he did it through the one way I had looked down on and never thought would work for me. A dating site worked for me. Stay safe and be sensible. And for me, becoming friends before we met was the key. If the spark and the essential connection is there, meeting is the icing on the cake. I really do love that story because I think she's absolutely hit the nail on the head when she says, you know, friendship is the basis for something that is going to be sustainable and long term. If that's what you're looking for, then I think we need to go into the online dating world thinking, you know, we're going to be making friends. And then, yes, there does need to be a spark and there does need to be a connection, but it is all based on friendship. So the thing that I would say is good about getting to know someone during a pandemic is that you can actually really get to know that person and really build up a friendship. And, you know, if, it, if the friendship's getting deeper, then you can share about how you're coping with everything with the pandemic and that can create a bond. And for now, until we can meet up with people as well and go on normal dates, I do think that video calls are good. I think I think you can tell if there's a spark and there's some chemistry there. You can still be building on the friendship. So I would definitely recommend if you're getting to know someone, then have a video date with them because it's creating an experience. You are getting to know them. And I do think that you'll see if there's some chemistry when you do that most important thing I want to say as well is take your time with it pray about it I know with situations with myself when I'm not sure about something I pray about it and God always answers and dating is no different it's not like it's in a separate box God's in everything so if I'm not sure about something and I pray he always gives me an answer maybe it's not in ways I expect but As I've been going through this online dating process, he's definitely been answering me and, you know, taking away the wrong people or bringing in the right ones. It's, you know, it's a process, but involve God in the process. Absolutely. I do hope that this has been helpful for you today. As always, feedback is very, very greatly received. 
Thank you, Debbie, for sharing your story. It is such a story filled with hope. And I really hope and pray that it does encourage others as well. So I'm opening it over to you next week, what you would like the podcast to be about. So if you would like to contact me and give me some ideas, I'm more than happy to pick something that you recommend. So give me some feedback on what you would like me to talk about next week. So have a great week. Remember, up the self-care as we're coming up to the next change next week with the kids going back to school. Because if you're rested as well, then your kids are going to be rested too. And they're going to pick up as well on how you're self-caring and hopefully implement it into their own lives as well. Because my kids are like that. If my kids see me self-care, they're going to be more inclined to do the same as well. And I've noticed a real difference in the last year with my kids do different things to self-care to what I do. But if they know that I'm doing it, they're going to be more likely to do it themselves. And I've noticed such a change in that. So remember that it's not selfish. It's essential to do that. Um, contact me with any questions or anything on this podcast or any feedback would be great. Have a great week, everyone, and see you next week. Bye.